G'day listeners, you're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, Paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves. Tales from the shack. Shack, 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 shack. Yeah, you're a lucky bastard. Nah, just a bastard. <laughs> I've come to demand an apology. Oh, what for? I don't appreciate being called a bastard. Fair enough. Which one of you bastards called this bastard a bastard? Here we go, Dazzabee. Hey, hey, Stanley. Stanley. Right, it's been a while. It's been a, a while between between uh, chats and drinks and uh, virtual virtual. It has. Things. It has yeah. a lot. Has, a lot has happened. Um, I think yeah, probably more on your side of the world as far as surf's concerned. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it depends on your priorities. Uh, if your priorities are world events and um, pandemics and uh, curfews, which um, uh, the capital of this um, fine country has just gone into a curfew. So, and on the weekend, you're not even allowed on the streets past one p.m., oh. which is pretty crazy. One p.m. Uh, yeah, 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 oh. and uh, and not at night at um, at any time. So it's getting a, getting a bit uh, a bit um, apocalyptic in that regard. But where we are out in the sticks, it's um, you know life goes on. Oh, but, so you got uh, and of yeah. course, there's you know um, uh, elections in various places and whatnot. But uh, the mm. the real news is that the surf is absolutely firing. So um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which which trumps, uh, pardon the the expression, trumps everything really. Just absolutely. Yesterday was, I mean, it was like. It was like Lakey Peak, basically. That's what it was like. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So um, shacktastic. Uh, lots of nice. lots of cones. Lots of cones to be had. Linear cones. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good. You're making up for uh, my end of the the cone spectrum. Well, I mean, it, it does. It, it does tend to be. We have. Uh, it's a yin and yang, isn't it? When it's generally when it's good here, it's crap there, and vice versa. So. Yeah. Um, I, had, I had a couple of good surfs. Got a surf at uh, uh, the local at the uh, the north end. You'd probably call it something like Raglan. What's the opposite of steroids? Raglan on kryptonite. It's like a small <laughs> one tenth, one hundredth of Raglan. And was and, it? Uh, uh, yeah, over some over some uh, some rocks of some description. Rocky substances. Yeah, yeah. but that was fun. Do love that. It was uh, fun. Funnily enough, then, um, I, funnily enough, I've recently uh, discovered a, a wave in this area. Uh, I sent a few photos last week, which is uh, an interesting combination. It's kind of like that wave you were just talking about out the back. So a nice kind of easy-ish takeoff. And then it hits this um, rock ledge, which is not, it's, it's fairly forgiving. It's not, um, it's not got any nasties on it and just reels off and i mean 
one or two in 10, it actually, it's, it's almost like a little binging section. So a um, couple, um, couple of chocolate barrels to put, put the smile on the dial. Nice, nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, one in ten is pretty good if it's not crowded. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You, um, and the other, the other good thing is that it, because it's got this kind of uh, little uh, headland, um, it gets a bit of protection because uh, we're uh, in a luxurious position at the moment where actually there's just a bit too much swell. So, um, and, and high, big period. I mean, this morning it was, it was a weird combo. You got like three foot waves at 17 seconds, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, quite, you know, when they come in, when the sets came in, maybe the sets were probably about four foot probably. Um, but yeah, they, they pack a bit of punch and then you'll be waiting for a few minutes, you know, five minutes between sets. But uh, yeah, yeah, so you get the corresponding lulls with that period. Yeah, no, um, exactly. Exactly. Worth the wait. But, um, you know, life-affirming stuff, obviously. All right, I had a trip up to um, the North Coast, actually, with Mrs. Bodger last uh, couple of weeks ago. That was, uh, that was really fun. Surfed nice. um, some of the classic point breaks up there. Nice. Um, I, saw you, I saw you did a bit of, um, you did the, the classic uh, damage to feet at, at a certain uh, point break yeah, that, at, um, that we all know and love. Lead singer of Eurythmics Point. <laughs> ah, exactly, exactly. That was pretty fun, actually. Oh, it was actually that was was that on the entry or the exit? Uh, that was on the exit. It was pretty funny. There was uh, uh, it was with uh, Lukey Short from LSD Surfboards, and he was watching me come in with a with a mate he just happened to bump into, and his mate was going, "Oh, gee, look at this guy coming in. He has no idea where to come in." <laughs> <laughs> While I was doing the dance on the rocks, uh, I mean, God, they all look the same to me. Those boulders. So anyway, but there is a there is a, a keyhole of sorts, right? Oh, yep. Well, if there is, I it's a I didn't see it, but it was right. only two foot, so it didn't matter. It wasn't right. critical. But I've heard it can bring a grown man to tears that place. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I've so, I mean, I I I have surfed it at like six foot, but. Um, I was, yeah, oh, I was younger and uh, probably didn't realise too much what was going on. But um, did, did, well, did you go to one of those Christian camps back yeah. in the day? Yeah, I did. I did. Absolutely. Um, did you go and, that time when, when everyone, I didn't go, but the story was everyone went to the, the sort of the Bible bashing session the night before and they all prayed. Everyone prayed for surf. And the next day it was like six foot and pumping. And they, they had a record number of conversions on that on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I actually wasn't I actually wasn't on that um, I wasn't on that mission, but I went on a couple of subsequent ones. Uh, and uh, and BB, the uh, the leader of the, the religious gang, he um, he I mean he's literally renowned as being a wave magnet and yeah i mean we had we actually we went on a mini a mini one there was only a you know i think there were about six of us at on one stage we stayed in ballina Carav caravan park the one that's right on the on the water um oh. and yeah pretty much i think it was like a four-day trip and we surfed one day the swell really came up and we surfed inside ballina 
harbour, if you like. I don't know if you've ever done that. Oh but my it's, God, it sounds yeah. very sharky. Did you, uh, you yeah. didn't surf um, the, the next beach south from Annie Point, did you? No, I didn't. No, I had a surf at the, at what we'd call the arse, the silent <laughs> P. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That's your typical hipster circus kind of surf, but still fun. Well, so, you've been you've been doing some amazing uh, thinking and planning, and um, we're gonna we're gonna have a bit of structure to this uh, sound to this sound waves um, episode. So I'm looking forward to it. So we got some, we got some hell sections. It's it's like a it's it's like a, a it's like a good day at Gland. There's sections all over the place. So we hit the next section. We, we all right. For a, okay. So. The uh, the section uh, is going to be called floaters. Is this huge floater all the way down elevator drop somehow pops back up? What what surf or music has been floating your boat of late? Yeah. Well, what have you what have you got? Any, well, yeah. Uh, any... um, the music um, I'm going to music is going to be uh, there's only one thing this week which is uh, midnight oil. Because oh, yeah. Bones Hillman sadly passed away, and um, so I've been uh, listening to head injuries. Actually, um, oh. you know, old old uh, oils and something that you know always has a bit of surf. It, it, that you talk about the nexus between surf and um, music, but those guys those guys lived it uh so yeah uh anything from head injuries is just mental um and they're thoroughly good guys who who surfed and did the uh did the long coast road um did the drive that you and mrs bodger did and uh wrote about it and um embodied the spirit of everything that's that's good in in existence i think so uh val yeah. val uh bones hillman uh, okay. Well, is there a one particular track? Well, um, I mean, I think I, I think I may have um, talked about this before, but there's a track called, and if my memory serves me correctly, called Koala Sprint. from Chatswood to the top of the Gulf will be Hitchin Pacific when the morning sun's up. There's mile after mile of the long coast road, the smell of frangipani, the ocean sky blue. So, and um, goes on about a lot of, a lot of things, uh, but basically chasing, chasing the sun and chasing the waves. And you know, it doesn't get much better than that really, does it? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and also just on another note, um, if you're thinking about classic, album covers which might be another bloody good episode to uh, to have a go mm -hmm. at um midnight or oh, head head injuries is pretty up there with peter garrett with steam coming off his head and you know doing the classic garrett pose 
Um, I mean, they, they actually have some, you know, some iconic uh, album covers, particularly uh, Red Sails in the Sunset, which is personally my favourite um, favorite album, uh, but of the oils. But uh, right. yeah, head, head Injuries is, is, is grunty. It's, it's a grunty, uh, grunty uh, album that uh, everyone should listen to loud. What about you, mate? On a musical uh, level, what's well, musical uh, note? Well, you actually, you actually got me onto these guys. It's basically the um, the Campbell brothers have got a radio show. I think it's the uh, Jacob Campbell, the one half of the Campbell brothers, obviously famous for the the Bonza uh, design, surf design. But they they seem like they're uh, Renaissance men, sort of many kind of faceted. Uh, individuals, but um, so they've got this. Jacob is the son, isn't it? Oh, really? I think so. Oh, well, there you go. It's Malcolm and um, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Malcolm is one of the brothers. I know that. And God, what's the other? What's the other one? But okay. I, 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 I'm only saying that because I believe that I heard someone. Duncan. Yeah, Malcolm and Duncan. So right. Jacob. Well, that Jacob explains it because I did. He did sound young, and I thought, "Wow, these guys sound young." Yeah, <laughs> uh, he sounds young, but okay. Well, even still, like the uh, the music uh, is uh, oh, top notch. Uh, like it's you know, it's it's good to hear you know a bunch of songs, and he he speaks quite eloquently about each track that he plays. But also just to hear, I think I get caught in the the Spotify kind of world of algorithms where nothing. After a while, nothing new gets gets thrown into the mix. And isn't, so isn't, it fun, isn't it funny that the algorithm? This is this is the uh, the absolute uh, downside of algorithms. That what is designed to uh, give you everything in the world, which Spotify basically has, end up ends up giving you nothing. Well, that's true. I, I wish there was just a a shuffle. Everything Spotify has feature yeah <laughs> basically get rid of the whole and it would just would probably throw up a lot of shit but every now and then you'd get a few just weird gems but yeah. you just it's, i don't know if there's a way to do that um so there's there's a couple of songs um from the last couple of episodes so basically it's called um opaque opaque melodies is the name of their radio show and you can find it on the instagram Campbell brothers yeah sort of the links but this this song was from uh a couple of episodes ago it was called I Was Gonna Fight Fascism. Another song, uh, the last episode, a cover of a Brian Eno song. Oh, Brian. Um, Brian Eno again. Brian Eno, John Cale song Ooh. called Spinning Away by this band called The Lord 
dog bird. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, another amazing track, actually. The other interesting thing about the, um, you know, the, the Campbell brothers is that they, um, not only are they purists to their, uh, to their design, they, you know, they're obviously, they're obviously living that um, on multiple levels, right? Yeah, well, that's right. They've yeah. never, they've, um, they've, they've found a, they've found their, um, their footing and they just kind of persevere and, and keep on going with it, which is admirable, I think, in, in this day yeah. and age. But it is a bit of a paradox, though, because they, they do seem super creative on, on one level, but they have sort of stuck to one concept, which I suppose is, um, you could argue either way, that they've kind of stuck, they're stuck in that way and, and not yeah. trying other things, but well, they've no, found something that's unique and they're, they're running with it with all sorts of uh, refinements and... Um, you've got to admire that as well. Well, there's been some, um, of late, there's been some, I mean, of late, I mean, in the last couple of years, there's been uh, some video of Taylor Knox surfing on a bike. Yeah. Have you seen that? That's Any, nuts. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just a machine anyway. And, and also uh, uh, he's, he's someone that you really got to admire because he's our age, which is, um, you know, <laughs> and I know that he's, he's now put out some sort of uh, full on, exercise and uh lifestyle regime that you can subscribe to which is supposed to be pretty pretty good what he's doing is he's engaging his shoulder muscles the triceps the back which are all essential paddling muscles again his core his obliques for trunk rotation his glutes and his inner and outer thighs which are very essential for power surfing and being in the situations that, he, that he's in while he's surfing the big waves my name is paul um but They're doing it aren't they <laughs> yeah exactly do meditation with tom carroll you can <laughs> yeah that's right you can have laird superfoods um of course goofy laird superfoods yeah uh, i mean you know they've just had that's just gone onto the stock market right it's just gone public and he's made 100 you know 50 million bucks or whatever but it it and it it all seems I, i'm sure that there's more to it but it's it's mainly coffee creamers, which just seems to me like the most superfluous shit that you could possibly want in. You just know that, yeah. it, you know that your civilization's on the, on the verge of crumbling into nothingness when you can, you can make 50 million bucks out of uh, coffee creamers with a bit of um, uh, herbs and spices in it. Most of all, it tastes incredible and it makes your coffee perform at a whole nother level. <laughs> um, uh, another, thing float, another thing floating the old boat um, from a, 
a surf perspective. I watched this video on nobodysurf.com. Have you ever seen nobodysurf.com? I have. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I mean, yeah, if, they, if, they seem to just be a, a kind of su suppository uh, <laughs> for all things sort of surf video related. Exactly. Um, and, and really varied. But they, they did a, a thing which I, I think was kind of uh, unique to them. And it's called Boaty. And it's, oh. it's a 35 minute um, video of Torren Martin and a group of his mates on a boat trip in Indo. Oh, in the men, okay. in the ments, um, and obviously Torren Martin rips the rips the bag out of it. But the rest of the guys, there's various, like in every group of friends, there's various groups of uh, various um, levels of shredders, and a couple of them really, really surf very well. But then there's, you know, there's it, it goes down to to your kind of uh, I don't know competent but um you know normal uh surfer and they're all in their 30s i guess um but it's really interesting because it's it's it just goes to show the other side of the um of the surf video thing it's not all polished and um oh that's uh, good total yeah. ripping and 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 they're they're surfing like um a lot of kind of average not average but a lot of your bog standard mentawi's waves that look super fun um but then they get green bush which is really good and the, a few of the guys just charge and yeah it's really it's you know then they're clowning around and drinking the bintangs and doing what what a group of mates would always do uh but it, it's just nice to see something that's not so polished and not so full of professionals basically yeah so I recommend Boaty. Yeah. Boaty, i'll check it out mm. okay well one surfing thing that's floating my boat although i haven't got to try it yet is uh we've got our hands on our neighbor actually he was, he was coming a clean out of old boards and and he was going to throw these out and he gave it to my middle son um the middle bodger it's a thruster and it's a hoyo thruster Ooh. and it, we from what we can gather it was actually hoyo's board because it's got it's stick it up it's got a couple of these spono stickers on it um and yeah, it, it somehow got uh, got into our neighbor's hands. But he shaped he shaped it. Uh, but yeah, it's a Hoyo board shaped for himself. Um, wow. Yeah, it's this kind of fat tailed kind of thruster thing, and it looks. It doesn't have fun. it doesn't have the big uh, whatever cross on it, does it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Hoyo kind of cross yeah. thing on it. Yeah, yeah, logo yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, genuine, yeah, a, gen, a genuine article. Well, maybe your um, maybe your other son should take it up um, when he moves up to uh, Hoyo's neck of the woods in, in the new right. Yeah, it might that uh, might be a it might be a passport to um, getting a few waves. I'll get your head beaten in. <laughs> have you ridden, have, have you ridden it? No, I haven't. No, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm planning to if I can get it off my son's hands. Um, he's, he's had a go. Then. Right. He was surfing it today at uh, um, Upsuck. Ah. <laughs> um, junkie, but he was he was surfing well today. I was surfing like a kook today. <laughs> I actually, in fitting with um, today's episode, I actually made a real asshole of myself out the surf. So that was that was <laughs> good. How, how did you manage that? Well, I did the old the well. Somebody just blatantly snaked me, so I thought, well, I'll show him and dropped in on him, but fell off in the process and just looked like a complete idiot basically. <laughs> and, and to be honest, the guy the guy wasn't really 
deserving of it. He was just kind of in the right spot, and I wasn't, I think, but I was just being an arsehole. So what did he say? Did he say anything? Oh, no, he didn't say anything, which made me even more of a of an arsehole by <laughs> him being so gracious. Um, so, you know, we can all be arseholes from time to time. Oh, we but, all you know. are. We all are. I mean, and, um, you know, the... There, there is another podcast where the catch cry is surfers are the worst. And I, I did before wanting oh. to, uh, before uh, introducing the theme for this particular episode, I did just want to preface it by saying that realistically, um, we are all as surfers, very, very um, uh, egotistical, uh, very selfish. And uh, yes, yeah, so that, that's the kind of, there's a lot to surfing that is beautiful, but there is a lot to surfing that is also um, selfish and uh, self-fulfilling, I guess. Um, mm. uh, I think that, I think it was Yvonne Chouinard uh, said something I, I heard the other day on a, on a podcast or read it on a, it, um, maybe I read it somewhere. And he was basically saying that surfing gives nothing to the, the riding a wave gives absolutely nothing to the world. And I thought, oh, well, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I, I disagree with it, obviously, but um, yeah. Well, nothing, it gives nothing tangible, I suppose. Right. Um, but then there's the intangibles that definitely count. No, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, totally. <laughs> So you, you said asshole. Um, I I have said fuckwit, but I think some, let, let, somewhere in between we we're going to talk about and probably not really. We're being a bit tongue in cheek, but talk about in surf and music people who are less than loved, perhaps, or people who have demonstrated um, throughout their careers that uh, they have a penchant for uh, bad behaviour and. Um, not being the the nicest of of uh, of folks, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. The um, I suppose that the dark the dark. Uh, we're going to take take that uh, sup trip up the um, the river into the heart of darkness and um, <laughs> see see what we can find in, in the depths of um, uh, the soul of surfing and music. See if we can peer over the edge, and um, as as Colonel Kurtz did, um, uh, as you said, uh, after he'd uh, burned a few people on the way up the Congo. This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. Okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. Um, oh, so I actually, I had a, I had a little idea, which was I, I've got a whole, I've got a, a few different categories. Um, now, you know, obviously, feel free to jump in, but um, so, so in both in surf and in music, and I thought we could kind of alternate between them, um, and then obviously you feel free to uh, to jump in with your own categories or whatever. But um, I'll just go through them, and then we can kind of uh, pick them apart a little bit. So in, in surf, I've got the heavy. These are all these are all asshole, fuckwit, wanker, bastards. In you know, 
tongue in cheek in some ways. Of course, uh, of course. The heavy, the local, the kook, the vowel, the pro, the shaper snob. And then, uh, and then, and then Mickey, and then Mickey Dora gets his own category. <laughs> and then, and then in music, I've got the heavy metal wanker, the rock cock, the solo yeah. diva or solo prick, the hip hop hubris horror, nice. the indie, the indie idol, the, the Barbie Ken fuckhead, <laughs> the folk fucker, the funk fucker, <laughs> the husband or wife nightmare. The superstar shithead, and then the overhyped upstarts. Oh, wow! <laughs> we might not, we might not get onto all of those, but I, I thought. Could, that, find, uh, could you reckon we could find someone who fits all of those? Well, I'm sure, as as we go, that we may we may find the king or queen of uh, of all of this. Glory might yeah. come out of the conversation. Uh, so good. So, um, talking about surfing and talking about your uh, little. Um, tete-a-tete -tete today with um with uh, a guy snaking yeah. you like a bastard um i thought that we could talk about the local oh so yes um yeah now obviously when we talk about the local in a detrimental sense we mean the local that because there's always a local that is a hardcore local who usually is very competent um, and yeah. everyone hates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's funny, it, isn't it? Is there yeah. someone that you could, you could uh, currently um, define in that way at your local? Well, not actually. Well, there's a there's a guy that you probably am aware of at the um, the Baddock Hedge who who goes by the name of um, Delete Delete Captain Surf Spot. Oh, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna go oh, there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Delete Captain Delete Captain Surf Spot. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> listening. Hello, Captain Surf Spot. Um, and yeah, he he's an embodiment of. Look, I suppose. At the end of the day, we all want to get our fair share of waves, and there's various ways you can do it. You can do it by paddling out and having a chat with your mates and taking turns, yep. or you can just go out and be an aggressive asshole, paddle to the inside every time, and just go about your business in a in a kind of intimidating asshole way. Yes, that, would that be a fair? No, absolutely, Sorry. absolutely, yeah. and, um, and then it kind of works, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah. and there are obviously different techniques because he, Captain Surf Spot, um, he uh, does that, and he's always done that, and of course, it's entirely annoying. But one thing that's interesting in the way that he does it is he he doesn't really talk to anyone. Well, not that I ever noticed. And he, yeah. but he just—that's his—that's his modus operandi, right? Just just circling around yeah. everyone, getting more waves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure that there's people who've had altercations with him or whatever. I know that he's—he um, <laughs> seems to do it a lot to you, uh, for whatever reason. Um, uh, no, I, to be honest, I haven't had too much of a problem with him. No, he used to do it to me all the time, um, but I think I was, I, mean, I, he, I was a mega grommet, but um, yeah. He, he takes plenty of waves off me, but I, I've never had a, had a, had a, like, an altercation. No, I meant, I meant, I meant, just, I meant yeah. taking, I meant taking waves. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's definitely done that. <laughs> but, 
but it's funny because at um, at one of my local surf spots, the um, uh, the one that has um, big cones, uh, mm-hmm. occasionally there is a guy who is li- has literally crawled out from under a rock somewhere in the uh, in the depth oh. in the in the bowels of the fishing village. Um, that uh, I think that, you pointed it, him out to me that, in the car park. And this this guy, very leathery skinned kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And this guy, um, you know, he'll occasionally be literally out there in the surf and just start shouting and basically telling everyone in um, in the local lingo, uh, in English if if needs be, that whatever waves are coming, I'm going to catch them. You can all fuck off uh fuck off fuck off fuck off <laughs> it's like it's just it's so it's i mean it's almost comedic that this guy is is um is like this and he's not you know he's competent he's not a ripper by any means but he, it, okay sure he's probably surfed the spot since the fucking late 80s you know so but yeah. um yeah it's kind of it, it's enough to make you just want to paddle down the beach and find your own little spot but there isn't one so <laughs> you just have to deal with it really yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so, what um, I, do you think? We've just got to accept there's going to be. There seems to be one of these people in in almost every lineup. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just like you, you, you've got a certain percentage of, of assholes in society. You're going to have a certain percentage out in the surf. Or, yeah. But there is. Do you think there is that theory that they are performing some sort of a, a duty? And I, it, it, it's something that I'd never want to take on. Um, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I think there's obviously positives to it, right? You know, the, the, um, the regulation of lineups is important. And when you do get people, I mean, we'll, go, we'll go on to the VAL, um, the vulnerable adult learners, uh, because when you do get into a lineup full of VALs that have not had the upbringing that perhaps uh, many of us have had, and have not um, yeah. been ordered out of the surf or dropped in on multiple times by the same person, uh, by the drummer of the twist hops, um, or uh, you know, been ritually abused, then they just don't know. I mean, you know, for fuck's yeah. sake, there's vowels out yeah. around this area at certain beaches, you know, holiday vowels, who I don't think anyone has ever told them that there is some sort of thing called priority. I mean, they just, they just don't know, yeah. which is, which is just for, for me, it, it just boggles the boggles the, the mind. Right. Well, well, if you're brought up watching it, I mean, it doesn't matter what, you know, clip of, of, of video you watch, there is no video you watch that explains that they're all just these idealized visions of surfing. And that's what we all see. And, and I suppose the learner sees and wants to emulate. Yeah. But it would, it would be good if they had some sort of almost like a cigarette packet warning, you know, like, um, you know, warning this, this wave was, was caught by a person who was in the, correct spot and waited his turn or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there, there have been attempts at this. I mean, when I lived for a decade in, um, in the beach where you catch the ferry to, um, yeah. they put up these, uh, you know, they put up signs. these signs yeah. with the rules and stuff, which, yeah. you know, 
which is funny because I always thought it, it, I always thought it's like in Australia when you're at a, a super popular touristy beach and the, the, the lifeguards get on the blower and they're like, get in the wagon water, you know, and even in English, you can hardly understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. And you think yeah, yeah, yeah. after the people cool. out here don't even speak English, they're not going to hear yeah. some bloody Oka lifeguard telling them to get into the flags. You know, I don't know if there's a solution to it, but, no. um, but I, I do have a, a more positive uh, um, take on the, the local because at, oh, yeah. at the Batik Hedge, where I, that was, you know, as I've said before, I kind of grew up yeah. as a surfer. Um, there was a guy, and he may still be there, I haven't seen him for a long while, called Hassel, um, appropriately. Uh, his, his nickname was Hassel. And, uh, and me and Brown Dog and the Mole, we were three little, real little grommets, um, you know, trying to get our waves uh, in our early teens out, out in a quite competitive lineup and he um he used to hassle us but he also did it in a kind of i don't know what's the word avuncular way you know he um he and he, and he it was funny because he named us um brown dog was pecker i was mini pecker and uh the mole was micro pecker and, and every time right. we go out in the surf house, I'll be like, hey, Pekka, hey, mini Pekka, hey, micro Pekka. Uh, okay, so that was, yeah, I see what you mean. So it was, it was kind of, he had a soft spot. It was almost, the, it, it the, was kind of, he, he, he'd hassle you and, you know, he, he would drop in on you once in a while. But uh, he also kind of, it was almost like a, in doing it in a kind of mentoring type way uh, to, you know, to let you know, this is the way that it works. Um, I'm not going to be a complete uh captain yeah. surf spot um or drama of uh uh twist tops um but you know you gotta you gotta know the rules because otherwise you'll end up like a german kook yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah um yeah because it is interesting because because the local the local reef did have a have a guy and he wasn't that heavy um but he was he was kind of scare scary to the grommets i think and i was a bit scared of him when i first started surfing the reef kind of he did, he was a semi enforcer um especially for the kids because i think the kids um needed that little bit of a wrap over the knuckles every time they got a bit greedy um yeah, yeah. so it is interesting and there's no one really that's taken that that place apart from ex-drummer of the tops but he doesn't he doesn't seem to be out there much but yeah, what so about our what about our good mate um o dog does he does he regulate anything i'm not sure maybe yeah um but it was funny because i was out at the reef the other day there was only three of us out it was me and, a, and a, an older local and this young kid and he was he was a lovely little like he was brazilian i think he was maybe 19 he's going Oh, you guys, you old guys, you're all so nice. And it was, hang you on. Have, you should have said, fuck off, you brass. Okay, yeah. It was pretty funny. And he was, he was a, a really uh, nice kid. So um, I don't know, maybe, maybe we are too nice these days. Who knows? Well, look, I, I've also got another very recent story. Uh, the, the, the little uh, reef break that I was talking about um, that I've been surfing recently, local. The other day there was about... I think there were five of us out there and it was just the ideal surf session 
um, and it, it was taking turns, hooting people, you know, mm. uh, talking about the waves, talking about whatever, and just the, the perfect kind of session, you know. So that it does right. work. It does work both ways. And that's funny because I had, I, I started off by going to the, uh, the place of big barrels um, and it was packed with people. And it wasn't uh, even, okay. it didn't even look that good. And then I went up and had this just magic session with, you know, five, five others. Uh, yeah. Fucking, fucking beautiful. Good when you can get it like that. I'll play a little soundbite. This is a, a, a North, um, a North kind of, Queen or sort of a southeast Queensland surf spot that gets quite inundated when the surf's small. And this is a, a local from there talking. Let's see if we can get this going. There's been blues around, you know, and solid ones too, you know, but there's always somebody blowing up, you know, and I'm, I'm the same. I blow up at people too if I don't know them and they come in here and want to take it on and want every fucking wave and scratch them for every wave. They can get fucked. They're going to get told too, you know. <laughs> ah. Classic Aussie. And this is another one. This is a, a low, this is a guy probably unwisely wore a go had a gopro in his mouth paddling out at a a pretty famous spot um a french colony sort of off off island off the coast of africa known for its left hander and um shark attacks yeah this is um i don't know if you can catch this guy this is basically a guy being told to go in you're not allowed to surf here no coast here okay you must go now right now yeah that's uh, i've actually seen that video it's um and it's funny because the, the the kid is like so he, he's so yeah. kind of innocent he's Agreed. like I can't, believe, I can't believe they told me to go in it's like <laughs> mate, that place is so heavily regulated and everybody is knows it? It. um yeah yeah funny maybe um, having a camera in your mouth isn't the best way to have your first surf out there look i would say that you know when when the um when the revolution comes the first people up against the wall should be the ones who have either the GoPro in their mouth or the fucking GoPro sticker, stickery mounty thing on the front of their surfboard. That, that's, a, that's a true sign of um, needing to be, um, you know, expelled. Removed from the water. <laughs> they used to have them on, on the top of the gap helmet. I haven't seen that for a long time. So, right. Know. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, no, I have actually. Um, there's a few, there's a few, um, there's a few lids that, that have that occasionally around here right um, right it's one of those yes. things that that y you have to be anthony walsh or coa yes. smith or whoever the fuck these you know you, yeah. you have to be someone Freddy, who can, uh, foot porto escondido or something yeah, yeah or or a or a 50 second um skeleton bay drainer you know if, if you can do that fair enough you know yeah. otherwise get fucked Okay, let's. What about music? What about? Oh um, God! The, well, the easiest, the easiest person to talk about would be like the heavy metal wanker. Have yeah. You got any heavy metal wankers? Well, we've probably got the same. Well, I don't know if that if um. Oh, was it heavy metal? I don't. Know. I'm thinking Axl Rose. I've got um, Axl. I've got Axl for yeah. sure. Um, would you call that it's well anyway yeah i think we could call it heavy metal yeah, yeah. i mean yeah for sure um, sure and um and you were you almost, ever a, have you ever been a, a fan of the gunners not really no i i actually a sweet child of mine i think when it first came out you know it's a pretty catchy tune uh, for, i remember actually i was down at a, a nightclub down the, the shire actually when i was oh. when i was a kid mate they uh, let or, you, you know it's 
early 20s and uh and that song came on in the nightclub sweet child of mine and in unison i mean it was just beautiful the whole um the cohort of the nightclub when the first kind of chord hits they all kind of air guitared it There's something about Axel Rose. He he's um, a fiery character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what do you do? You know much about him? Well, and, no. I mean, I just know. I, know I just know that he's been a you know he's obviously um, he's obviously been renowned as being an asshole, a self-indulgent asshole, and uh, you know everything mm. else, doing it all the all the rock cock cliches. Um, here's, a, here's a good quote from him. Be bitter, stay angry, and blame everyone. That's pretty good. Well, he's living, he's living, he, you know, he's, he's walking the walk, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it, yeah, I got a little soundbite. This is a soundbite of him. He, he kind of went into the mosh pit, got, got kind of roughed up a bit, and then just spat the dummy and walked off, and the band stopped. So I think. Well. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. That was him throwing his mic down and just walking off in his white, <laughs> white pants. Bicycle uh, uh, he does also have some, um, some funny other quotes. I don't even know my own phone number. That's a good one. <laughs> That's great. Um, and th this one, this one's actually quite profound, which kind of, it does l lead me to believe that he might have a brain cell in there. What's so civil about war anyway? Oh, wow. Yeah. Gee, that's getting there. Um, do, you, do you think that, I think it could be a double barrel um, problem. I think that, that, especially that era, I think it just, it kind of glorified the heavy, well, that kind of hard rocking, heavy metal wankery. Yeah. Um, and also just, just America itself, um, I assume he's kind of from LA or that, even the West no, they, Coast. No, they're, they're de definitely from LA, yeah. I think the West Coast America is probably has the highest per capita sort of per capita of, of, kind of um, wankers because it, it is celebrated. Like yeah. There yeah. is that confidence and kind of and it might be needed to, to make it in, you know, in, in that kind of showbiz, I suppose. But it, I think we have the tall poppy syndrome in Australia and I actually, it, it gets criticized, but I think it's a, it's, it's generally a good thing uh, to keep actors and, and uh, performers and other sort of sports celebrities as well, I suppose, in, in their, in their place. Yeah, no. Look, I think I think so. But, but I guess yeah. in the, in the states, um, it's the complete opposite, right? Yeah, because the only people you hear about complaining about the tall poppy syndrome are the tall poppies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sugar, make it slow, and we come together fine. 
again, I've not been a big Gunners fan, but Patience um, is an absolute banger of a song. Uh, and uh, oh. and a classic classic video as well, because it, it kind of um, goes to show all the all the rock excesses that you would expect Guns N' Roses to um, to have participated and maybe still be participating in. So, um, yeah, again, kind of uh, Axl Rose is, is, is someone that is the, the rock cock heavy metal wanker that you love to hate, really. I think so. And there was a, there was a huge kind of build up to their, I don't know if they've made any more records. I think it was called the, what was their last album? And it took like years to make, and there were, you know, walkouts. And um, you thought this this out an album that takes this long to make is either going to be unbelievably good or unbelievably shit. And I think it uh, the latter. Um, <laughs> it probably I can't remember. It, that, well, Chinese Democracy, I think it was called. Oh, because right. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean the fact I can't remember what it's called probably. Uh, oh, I think I remember, but it probably still went on to sell. Um, uh, you know. 10 million when 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 record sales were still a thing yeah yeah um, um uh, you know a good choice for an asshole um yeah well and um, i mean obviously uh heavy metal wankers uh, anyone from motley crew um particularly tommy lee uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. and in my opinion also motley crew uh were absolutely shit um so <laughs> I don't even want to. Uh, I don't even want to give honour them by mentioning a single song. Um, Gene Simmons apparently was an absolute asshole, and maybe still is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny, yeah, I, I was saying... doing a bit of research, and Ace Frehley, um, who was always my favourite member of Kiss, Ace Frehley uh, accused recently accused Gene Simmons of groping his wife so uh, the, 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 uh, the beef is still is, is still there long gone and uh, still uh, going on uh, for a long time You were either a Kiss fan or you weren't a Kiss fan, but um, they did have a couple of fucking good songs, particularly for me at least. I was made for loving you, just uh, really, really gets it. I could never work out why um, it's the drummer. Is it Peter Chris? Was that the drummer? Um, why he looked like a kitten? The other guys looked really cool, and he, for me, he just didn't. It, it didn't didn't cut. Why do I have to be the kitten? Yeah. But I did find, because, like, you know, we were both probably kids when they were, um, you know, at their height of fame. And I was a little bit scared of them back then, you know, but you look at them now, they just look ridiculous. But as a kid, I was like, oh my God, like, there was a these people? There was a girl who lived in the next street to us who was the full Kiss fan, who had, you know, the Kiss, all of the, because, they, you know, they, they put out everything, right? You could buy Kiss everything. And um, and she was decked head to toe with kiss stuff, you know, kiss school bag and kiss this, kiss that, kiss that. And I always thought, oh yeah, you know, that's. I thought actually she she was pretty cool, um, but I didn't really understand it. I think I must have been a bit too young to really understand what the the full implications of being a 
whatever they, are they kissettes is that what they what, what do you call it if you're a kiss fan yeah no that's funny yeah but um they, they i believe they were pretty debauched so right right um, um now next category well um, or... i this is kind of linked to the local and i thought um going back to surf the heavy well and um i mean number one on the list has got to be johnny boy gomes right You know, just everything about him reeks reeks of uh, just intimidation, and you know the stories that you hear um, him smack smacking Jody Cooper out pipeline. Uh, poor old Jody's, yeah. cop, she's copped a lot of abuse. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, and you know the endless, endless stories of him basically telling people to get out of the surf or breaking off fins with his bare hands and mm. doing all sorts of stuff um <clears throat> uh yeah yeah it's I, I was actually up the surf once um at, on the south side and he was out there and i just i didn't even want to slightly look like i was going for a, a wave when he was out there <laughs> I, kind of, I was actively paddling out towards the sea just to um make it look like i wasn't going to catch a wave he was looking at um yeah. he's, a, he's a unit right yeah yeah and it's um, it's funny because he's he's portuguese ancestry right and the, the portuguese oh, are, i didn't know that yeah the portuguese are such mellow because gomes is a g-o-m you know in, in spanish it's gomez but in portuguese it's gomes with an s um oh, and you know hawaii's got a, a very large long history of uh of portuguese people um in fact the ukulele is a uh, originally a portuguese instrument so um wow i did not know that yeah yeah um so which is funny because you know the portuguese are a fairly mellow bunch and he's uh he's obviously maybe there's some sort of other uh, other things going on but another um because another heavy local and there this is an intersection with johnny boy um kobe Aberton. um oh yes you know um an australian johnny boy in many respects um mm -hmm. in you know in many ways um there's a funny story about um kobe abberton and johnny boy because apparently um now I, I won't be able to say the full details but i think the long and the short of it is that kobe abberton went to hawaii and johnny boy might have either told him to get out of the surf or smacked him in the head or something something oh, wow. And then Kobe went back to Australia and basically trained for a year and went back to Hawaii the next uh, year and either threatened him or actually they had a fight. And, um, and then they, of course, became best friends. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would yeah. say that Kobe would be the kind of the Aussie equivalent of, um, of the, of a Johnny boy, right? yeah yeah um 
Yeah, I remember. I don't know if you remember the the show, The Chaser. It was like a satirical yeah uh, yeah show. Did you? I don't know if you remember. There was one episode where one of the members of the of the team dressed up. He was trying to get into the Bra Boys gang. Oh god! So he actually went down to Maroubra in a bra, walking around the streets of Maroubra, and he had a tattoo around his um, neck. Instead of saying my brother's keeper, it said my brother's alibi. And, um, <laughs> oh, no worries. Okay. Oh, sorry. Come on, guys. I just want to be part of the gang. Obviously, membership's a bit stricter than I thought. No worries. Okay. All right. Cheers. All right. No, it's not. Okay. No worries, mate. No worries. Might try and join the Bronte boys instead. I think they're a bit gentler. Um, so what, what do you think of that when it becomes that, that heavy localism, um, next level above just being the local kind of, um, grumpy old man, when it, when it's tinged with, um, localism and then it's tinged with, um, the history of colonialism, uh, yeah. and then you've got, um, kind of competitions coming into the area as well. Like, where do you think it's... I personally don't think violence or even intimidation is ever justified, especially when it comes to surfing, because well, what, what, what are your thoughts? Do well, you no, I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't think that violence should be condoned in the surf. Um, I guess the flip side is that we, from our privileged positions, and I'm not going to go into any... Uh, privileged nomenclature but um from our privileged positions we possibly don't know you know if you were a working class battler who grew up in a scummy part of uh the bra and then kind of saw it becoming gentrified and um you know thousands of people turning up and trying to take waves off you and stuff there is some level of understanding uh that i could i could reach um, for that, but I, I think you can probably regulate in a in a different way. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that. I think that in both of those cases, and I might be uh, being slanderous here, but I do believe that in, in the case of the the uh, the underwear boys and um, the the uh, shorts that are not white in uh, <laughs> in Hawaii that there was also um, some sort of organized crime behind it as well. Yeah. 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 It starts uh, getting, yeah. I think the, the water, the water always gets a bit murky when there's a bit of uh, when there's a few kilos of crystal meth involved. Um, let's go through a couple more um, categories and then we can, um, and then we can have a little break to do our, uh, to do the, where is my mind quiz. Oh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So um, okay. So I was thinking. I mean, we we could heavy metal wanker. I also thought rock, the rock cock, and Led Zeppelin obviously are um, renowned for being that you know at their height, trashing yeah. hotel rooms, abusing um, people, particularly women. So we won't go into that too much. Um, I, I was thinking the the solo diva. Um, okay. Yeah. Because uh, well, and you, you you've got to think. Whitney Houston has got to kind of be top of the list for the solo diva um, who yeah. was renowned for being a petulant 
drug-addled, uh, spoilt, um, and non-coherent person. So I mean, there are endless, endless stories of of, of Whitney, and it, it's sad, funny. Hey. Sorry. Quite sad. In, in well, no, yeah, exactly. So, the, the, and it's a horrible thing to see this kind of fall from grace of a, of of what was what what was an absolutely you know gorgeous talented person that just ends up ah. turning into a kind of uh, uh, a total drug dependent um you know not that there's not that there's anything wrong with drugs but in moderation please um drug dependent mess and then eventually uh obviously killing killing herself and um destroying lives along the way so um i'd put mariah carey in there as well just because i hate her so much and her music so much particularly that fucking christmas song that is everywhere all the time um and you know who knows maybe mariah is actually a quite quite a nice quite a nice person um but um uh, sorry do you have any <laughs> so, uh well yeah yeah no no um, you're on a roll i like it um this this um i suppose this guy is is wouldn't probably fall into the diva category but he's pretty he was pretty much renowned for being like giving the you know the that the interview from hell i think i think people were, were terrified of interviewing but this is this is one from uh, 1974 <laughs> i'll play the little clip see if you can guess who it is okay you like singing about drugs is this because you like taking drugs yourself no um because i can't carry when i go through customs i figure somebody in the audience and... were you searched by our customs men for drugs oh no because i don't take any no drugs at all mm -mm. and yet you sing about them i'm high you, on life you want people to take drugs themselves is this perhaps why you sing about drugs oh yeah i want them to take drugs why is this because it's better than monopoly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you yeah. said that, that was from 1974, did you say? Yeah, yeah, I love that. Is that, is it? It's better than Monopoly. That's great. It, it's not Iggy Pop, is it? No, it's uh, it's Lou Reed. Ah, you know, of course, of course. Um, yeah, it's glorious for giving, like, journalists help. But and he, and, and he was also supposed to be a bit of a prick. Yeah, but I mean... I think we've come a long way, luckily. You, you hear, I, I went through some of the interviews, and Bob Dylan's the same. Probably worse in the, the 60s, but yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. The, the journalists interviewing these, um, you know, obviously kind of drug-affected in some ways, but, but just, just flamboyant people. But the journalists were these buttoned-up kind of old-school um they're from another generation. Well, it was, it was, the, and the, the questions the they were asking. The juxtaposition between these kind of um, straight-laced, uh, prim and proper journos who, you know, mm. I mean, they're, they're literally kind of, it's almost like Second World, Second World War ethos, you know. And then, yeah, they, and I, and then these people who are, are so far away, it's, it's the kind of the complete yeah. other end of the spectrum, right? And... and there's no wonder Lurie just thought about yeah. fucking with people the whole time. Well, that's right. So I think I think there's two, I think Lurie did have a reputation for being an asshole, but the other side of it, like I think, you, don't, you can't blame him when the, the the inanity of some of the questions and the. Uh, but I think it was a general fear back then that 
rock and roll or whatever was going to, you know, poison the mind of the youth, minds of the youth and, and yeah. corrupt society. And, and I think we've realized that that's, well, hopefully we've learned that it's probably the opposite. Yeah, know? no, um, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah, you know, people yeah. like, if we're talking about um, solo artists, what about like Jerry Lee Lewis? I mean, he was supposed to be, a, not only was he supposed to be just a mentalist, he also married his underage cousin, didn't he? Um, he, yes, I think he was known for a bit of, um, bit of that. Um, she, yes. I think she was, I think she was 13 and it was his cousin or his niece or something crazy like that. It was, you know, um, you know, there, there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a whole, lit well, look at Liberace for Christ's sake, you know. I've just got another quote from, um, another artist uh, when speaking in, in sort of similar vein. Um, Okay, this is the quote. Do I beat my wives? Not beat them, not that, never. Not that brutal thing, man. Until I was 17, I got beaten, mercilessly. Me, I've never beat my children, oh, I swear. But sometimes it's necessary to give my wife some... I slap them, you see. When you talk about women, you're talking about something else, man. A woman has to respect her husband. They need you to show authority, man. I never kiss their asses, man, never. I'm going to say James Brown or Ike Turner. No, that's, that's Fila Kuti. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, he, really? he had uh, about 20 wives, yeah. I yeah. think, which it, I think to be fair in his uh, so culture, it was... Ma it was is, Ma is it Mali? Is that where he's from? Mali? Was I, from? Oh, gee, I thought it was Nigeria. but um, maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, yeah. But, but he, yeah, so he was a pretty amazing, because he, he sang a lot about the, the sort of the ills of, of the government, the corrupt government at the time, which is extremely brave, um, and sort of faced, you know, real risk to his own life. But he did write a song called Mattress. Um, about how basically a woman is a is a mattress. I've got one one last um, one last diva, uh, Madonna, who's obviously oh, um, yeah. well renowned. But there's a particular story of her because she now lives um, for at least part of the year in uh, the capital of this country, and um, she bought this humongous property in the centre of the city, and oh, really? um, yeah. And then she managed to somehow, um, uh, she managed to somehow pay off some sort of uh, public figure from the council, I guess, because there was an, an, an empty, uh, <clears throat> an empty lot basically next to her, um, next to this big palace that she bought. And, um, you know, in, in, anyone who's been to, to, to the city will know that parking, you know, the city was designed in, um, 1755 after the earth parking is at a premium and so all these people have lived in the area forever and have always had you know when we when we lived in the in the city 
you'd some sometimes at night you'd come home and drive around for fucking 20 minutes trying to find a parking spot and so madonna all of a sudden has this block of um land you know which fits about 30 cars and uh she can put all of her and her entourage's stuff and Obviously, uh, that didn't go down too well with the with the local community. The no, I can just imagine. A, just a prime example of uh, of the um, divaness, where you, on one hand, you uh, profess to be, uh, um, you know, altruistic and uh, whatever else, um, and on the other, on the other, you are a complete and utter fuckwit. Yeah, well, and you, I think that's that thing where you you're you're so high up in the stratosphere, you you're just isolated from from reality yeah no as much as yeah completely yeah um i mean someone like madonna is just that next level of hugeness no um how about we uh, how about we go to the uh where is my mind quiz Basically, I think we're going to ask each other two questions, or yep. a music question and a third question. And uh, so then, you, so there'll be four points up for grabs, Oof. and the winner is allowed to drop in on the other person uh, once. Or for the whole I time. think once is enough. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, over, don't forget that it may be a long time until, before we surf together. So we we may have. Well, let's let's hope let's hope the next time we surf is out some sort of pumping Indonesian uh, way. Right. <laughs> Tell me this: if you have you ever said to someone, "I owe you a wave," and have you ever actually given them the wave that you said you owed them? Because I don't think I ever have. Uh, maybe if if I said I owe you a wave in that particular session. Uh, maybe, no, but yeah, yeah. Maybe. Inver invariably not. <laughs> okay, well, right. do you want to hit me with a question? Okay, well, my two questions are, uh, are quotes that you oh, good. Have, to, that you have to, yeah, same sort of thing, guess who the person is. Yeah. One of them's a musician and one of them is a surfer and they're both assholes. All right. Right. Number one. <laughs> Number one. I'm not God. But if I were God, three quarters of you would be girls and the rest would be pizza and beer. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, oh. This is the first thing that came to my head is meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think meatloaf's probably actually a pretty cool guy. Uh, I see, yeah. I actually take that This back. is actually someone we've mentioned already today. Is it Axel? Yeah, it's Axel. It's hey, Axel. that's pretty good. <laughs> Isn't that a okay, cool well, one? That's a that's a zero for me. That's a. <laughs> um, okay, well this this is um it's a bit of an extensive quote, but it's pretty good. Do it. Do uh, it. I'm gonna have to. The name comes up in these quotes, so I'll just I'll say blank when I mean the name. Okay. Um, I loved blank dearly, but blank was no fun to go out with. I hung out with him every night for just about a year and blank would go out lean up against the bar order eight screwdrivers and then put down six pills on the bar drink two or three screwdrivers take two pills then he'd have to pee but he couldn't leave the other five screwdrivers 
So he'd take out his dick and pee and some girl would come up and blow his dick and then he'd finish the other five screwdrivers and then he'd finish the other four pills. And then he'd take a pee in his pants and then Eric and I would have to take him home. That was a typical night out with blank. Okay, and now, now this is um, and then, and someone else's quote. Blank was a shaman. And then the last little one on the same guy. Blank was a callous asshole, an abusive, mean person. I took Blank to Max's and he was a monster, a prick. And his poetry sucked. He demeaned rock and roll as literature. Sophomoric bullshit babble, maybe one or two good images. Patti Smith was a poet. I think she elevated rock and roll to literature. Bob Dylan elevated it. Blank wasn't poetry. It was garbage disguised as teeny bopper. It was good rock and roll for 13-year-olds or 11-year-olds. Um, so that kind of... I wonder, I wonder why Nico fell in love with him. It sure wasn't his poetry. I've got to tell you, it wasn't his poetry. He had a big dick. That was probably it. Well, I guess it's got to be Lou Reed again, does it? No. Well, hang on, no. Nico, Nico fell in love with him. Yeah, I think she fell in love with quite a few people. All ah, right, okay. So it's so we're talking seventies, obviously. Uh, yeah. You so. have to. Uh, all right. Um, uh, but the teeny bopper thing kind of threw me because I was. Yeah, that, 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 just don't. Uh, not teeny bopper is probably not right. Okay. But, all right. In this uh, context, maybe. Who? I, I mean, initially I was thinking Jim Morrison, but... Um, yeah, that's it. You got really? it. Yeah. Oh! He is a... Um, yeah, from, yeah I, think, I think he might take the cake for me. Yeah, but I, um, I, just, I just love the doors so much that I, I, I have to block that out of my... Yeah, he's obviously a prize. He was obviously a prize prick. Yeah. And you, I mean, I've got to give you the little soundbite of my favourite um, song from Tism. Jimbo, boy, you're a crock of shit. You're a booze, selfish thug. Why don't you give your mouth a go? And in the other hole, put a plug. <laughs> that goes on for another 10 minutes. Um, uh, just... You got it. You, 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 Tism just hit the, hit the spot every time, right? Yeah. Yeah. They nailed it on the head. Yeah, so I think I, that probably, Tism probably put me off listening to more of the doors than I probably could have. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so a surf-related question now from you. So we're both zero for zero each. Okay. Um, all right, so the surf one, it's another quote. So, uh, all right, here we go. Practically speaking, if any... If any of this makes sense to someone, all my mail will be forwarded to my retreat in Madagascar or Queensland. P.O. Box 25173 Los Angeles, California 90025. If you're sincere, I shall be honoured to assist in the rebuilding of the new Genesis period. And that was basically his um, uh, last will and testament before... Well, I won't say anything. Oh. And I, I, oh, I, I was going to say Ian Cairns. <laughs> no. But no, it sounds too weird. Um, yeah. Oh. I'll give um, you a clue. The person is no longer with us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was a bad guess. It wasn't um, Bunker, Bunker Spreckles. No, it wasn't. And it was Mickey Dora. 
Oh, oh God, of course. Yeah. Of course, after yeah. what we said before. Wow. I, I do love the, uh, I shall be honored to, to assist in the rebuilding of the new Genesis period, which <laughs> kind of um, indicated his uh, level of self-love. Delusions of grandeur. Absolutely. Wow. Um, okay. Well, that was zero, for, zero for two, mate. Zero for two. Okay. Okay. This is your chance to drop in on me for every wave in our next surf we have. Um, this is, I think you should get, this is, you got two chances of this. Okay. Well, Anyway, I just hit you with a question. Right. Name a pro surfer who has used priority in a dastardly way to win a heat. Well, there are multiple options here. Yeah, so, so you've got plenty of options. Well, I, I mean, I, one of them I saw in the flesh, and that, that's Damien Hardman. Oh, that was that was top of my list. So. <laughs> He was when literally he, duck he, diving. He, he duck dives and then turns around in the duck dive on Tommy Carroll. Right? You saw that live. Yeah, wow. yeah. At, at Manly. Wow. There you go. Well, that's it. That was the one I was thinking of. So you win the, the prize. Hey, drop in city, baby. Drop in city. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, all right, let's let's have a little. Let's. Why don't we do a little rapid fire, finishing off the um, a few of these categories. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And then uh, yeah, for sure. So I, I was thinking, the kook, and the vowel. Now we've talked about the kook and the vowel. Um, yeah. We don't get kooks. I mean, sorry, we don't get vowels much in Australia. I think you do in Europe. What about, right, where you, I, what about where you and Mrs. Bodger just went? Surely there must be a few vowels. Oh, yeah, 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 you definitely. And because the funny, I, I the, the term vowel wasn't really even on my radar, but it took me a while to figure out what it even meant. Um, but I definitely think there are areas where it's more of a problem. Yeah. Um, well, certainly it is around adult here. learner. Um, yeah. But I, I was thinking about this the other day, and it, it unfortunately, it is surfing is a sport, unlike others where novices mix with with other um skill sets uh, i suppose i mean skiing i suppose could be similar but like, you know, when you're learning when you're learning how to play tennis you're not you're not you can be as much of a kook as you like you're not going to wreck um you know the seasoned pro on the other court well, I mean, as, as, say as, for a few balls going over into their court. Um, well, you know, you wouldn't even get close to where they play, would you? I mean, how many, yeah. how many pros or or ex pros or world champions have you, have you shared? Have you shared the lineup with? I mean, uh, mm. you know, when the comp last year before the uh, the comp was here in this neck of the woods, I mean, I was out in the out in the surf with whatever a dozen of the top. Um, men and women in the world, and you know, there's there's no sport that you would be able to do that in really. Rock climbing, maybe, 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 but no, not really. But you still, you still, it'd be pretty rare. Even in, you know, I was trying to think of another sport. I mean, rock climbing or something that extreme. You're not going to be getting tangled up with another person. Well, the other thing is, you. the other thing is, you you there's no fucking way that you would be able to, if you are wily and and good enough to or local enough to take a wave off you know someone who potentially is the world champion yeah 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's the beauty of, that is one of the, of the beauties of surfing that you can, you can do that. Yeah. Um, I, I was out, I was actually out, um, out the local reef with three, um, world champions. Um, nice. I paddled for, I paddled for one wave and Barton Lynch was on my inside. So I let him go paddled for another wave. Tom Carroll was on my inside. So I let him get that one. And then I turned around and Kelly Slater's there. No. And I just said to him, there's too many world champs in the surf today. And he just laughed and went, ex world champs. And <laughs> <the> next wave. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Kelly Slater should be in the Mickey Dora kind of category of he's, he's got his own level of um, hypocritical wankerness. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, won't go into that too much detail. But um, can I have a little, a little pro, um, a little rant against the pros? Go for it. Now, I, T, TC will will come up time and again. So we we um, and TC, bless his cotton socks, has um, has got stories, uh, you know, positive and negative. Um, but I was once at uh, with with my man Clintonius Maximus um, um, at Lakey Peak, and um, yeah, uh, we were there for ten ten days, I think, and it you know absolutely pumping um, as it as it tends to do. And um, after a few after a few days, the Globe team came to town. <clears throat> Um, and there are a number of there are a number of guys in in the globe team. Taj Burrow is one of them. Uh, but the one person that really stuck out was Yaden Nickel, and he was very young at the time. And you know, at Lakey Peak, it's great because you literally are right in front of the peak, and then there's Lakey Pipe over to the left. Uh, yep. You've got Nungas a short walk away, and then you can hop on a hop on the back of someone's um, uh, moped and. Um, go to periscopes, but Lakey's is, is where you're going to be surfing most of the time. And these guys were on a photo shoot and Yaden Nickel was such a petulant child that he basically, you know, he basically had to be dragged every morning, kicking and screaming into the lineup of perfect surf so that he could, so that someone could take video and photos of him for this advertising campaign or whatever. And he and then he literally was such a pain in the ass. And then on the last night, he and one of the other guys, I can't remember who it was, basically just decided to start a food fight in the um in the restaurant of the place. And you know, it's run by Balinese people, all very respectful, very nice. You know, yeah, you know what it's oh, like. No, You've yeah. been to other other places where they, you know, they take pride in what they do and they they do it well. And oh. these guys just totally disrespected the place kind of they didn't trash it but um you know and everyone there was just like fucking hell what a twat so yade and nickel if you're listening you're a cock yades yades hopefully hopefully he's grown up no i think he has i think he has but he was he was definitely a petulant child at a lakey peak back in the day sometimes you look at these kind of young kids who've got everything and good looking and good surfers it's like well yeah i'd probably be a bit of a wanker too i yeah. don't know yeah maybe yeah. I don't know. Hard mm. to be humble when you're that good. No, no, exactly. Oh. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, what about... Uh, uh, ah, okay. I've, I've got one more um, uh, musical one. Uh, the Funk Fuck. And um, there's not many... 
there are so many stories um, that, uh, um, particularly drug adult stories of, you know, going out, um, being found in, the, in, in his car in the streets, uh, you know, in his underwear. It resulted, as a matter of fact, in Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for, from Atlanta to discuss the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. that guy mm. and I, I think that um that actually ties in very nicely with what you were just saying talent looks i mean strange looking mm. fella i guess in some ways but fucking stylish and famous and talented and it all kind of fell apart that <laughs> is brutal to his band like if you know they one little mistake from a, a band member and they were just you know um reamed yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, but yeah, but the but genius, fantastic. genius is there, right? Yeah. Um, I, and I think I mentioned this before. If we're just going sort of quick fire different directions here. Yeah. Um, I was having trouble. Well, I think it might have been related to the tall poppy syndrome in Australia. I was finding it hard to find Australian wankers in music. Yeah. To the level, the yeah. level that you get in, say. Uh, American hip hop or or rap or sorry or or heavy metal or even just regular um, diverishness. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of went. I, I did think these guys are complete assholes in that they were just shamelessly. Well, there's two bands that shamelessly stole from other bands, and and that two bands are, are Wolf Mother and Jet. Um, <laughs> yeah. And oh my god, there's a. I'll, I'll put the clip in. There's a clip of, of actually Mike Patton being interviewed at a, at a music festival, and he's um, he's basically being interviewed. But halfway through, he could hear Wolf Mother playing. Doing a couple of film soundtracks. I'm doing a record of um, of 60s Italian music with an orchestra that I'm really psyched about. Uh, I'm doing a record with Dan the Automator. Doing a record with Amon Tobin. Um, me and Rosell are gonna do a record. I mean, there's you know, there's always stuff to do. You don't need to look very far. And these are all things that really I've been wanting to do for five years. So, in a strange way, are you hearing this? What year are we in? Forgive me, but Wolf Mother, you suck. me am i crazy can i get an amen there's one thing to um you know obviously have your influences and and a, a nod a subtle nod to a, a, an influence but just to basically copy a song 
Um, there's two songs by, well, there's a song by Jet called Look What You've Done, which I'll, I'll play a bit now. That one, and then there's like Sexy Sadie from the Beatles. It's pretty much, it's pretty much the same song. Sexy Sadie, what have you done? You made a fool of everyone. You made a fool of everyone. Um, how, so good is, how good is Sexy Sadie? That's from... Yeah. Is that from the White Album? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Jet yeah. sucked. Jet definitely sucked. And yeah, uh, Wolf Mother sucked. Yeah, no, I like that. But it, it, interesting. But I mean, I guess there were. I'm sure that Michael Hutchins was a wanker at, at some some time. But um, yeah, but in, in a in a rock kind of, I think you need to be a rock star. In yeah, some he, I mean, he he, yeah. he he was definitely a rock star. So yeah, yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Um, he was so just I, living, I, he, he was just living up to what everyone expected him to be like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can, I can handle a certain amount of rock starness. I think yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, it's an interesting thing about maybe maybe you are right. The tall poppy, the tall poppy syndrome just didn't um, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't allow people to to be to be wankers uh, in enough. the in the music game. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, then I've got a, another one, uh, which is the Shaper Snob. Oh, um, wow. is this and, the Shaper themselves who's the snob? Or, or the well, person I, I, who... I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, and the only one that comes to mind is Hayden Cox, just because uh, he just <laughs> seems like a fucking... I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he just seems like a just a, the, the embodiment of... Uh, I don't know, just hipster wankiness to me. Um, and I know he's been mm. successful and I admire his success and whatever else. But yeah, it's, it's just never really, um, never really ticked any boxes with me. But uh, I, I'm right. sure that I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just clutching at straws, but um, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole uh, HS polished image from top to bottom just kind of for me, is almost the antithesis of what I like in surfing. So, um, yeah. Now I know we've talked about the hypto crypto, and I'm sure they're good to ride, and I'm sure all of his boards are good to ride. But yeah, there's that polishedness for me is um, it's, it it doesn't it doesn't work. You, you, do you um, is it the kind of lack of soul? You you, you yeah. I mean, I, you're getting, uh, or is it more the it's just the it's too just business focused yeah i think that's it but that's that's more of it it's, it's almost like he's um and i'm sure that this is not the case uh but it's almost like he's specifically uh set out with this kind of design of global domination um but actually having said that you know whoever the fuckwit is that designed wave storms and all of those kind of things then they they they're obviously far bigger wankers than Hayden Cox will ever be. And going back to Kelly Slater, I mean, fuck, you know, anyone who flies around the world as much as he does on private jets and whatever else, and then owns Firewire, which basically produces all of its boards in 
you know, wherever that, wherever it is, Thailand or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, Kelly again, Kelly has to, has to be called a fuckwit in that regard for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Who, who else do I hate? I, do you know what I'm starting to hate more and more is the, the talented, uh, well, it's probably too, too low hanging fruit to call, call out hipsters, but that kind of, I don't know. They always seem to be natural footers. They're always good surfers, but they do things like funky forehand layback tube rides and, um, <laughs> I hate them. Uh, no, I, 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 always I, good looking with good looking girlfriends and <laughs> they eat organic food and uh, well, know, they, they somehow probably... manage, they somehow managed to live for six months of the year in the Dale's house in Seminyak and um, you know ride yes. around ride around Indonesia on a on a customized motorbike with their single fin um, hanging off the back you know <laughs> doing soul arches at whim. Yeah, um, in, in, well, in, Deus, in, that's another one. The Deus dad, I think someone described them as. The, oh, the, yeah, that's the, good. Deus. Um, you see Deus. Um, I mean, Deus is so ubiquitous. It's, it's amazing yeah. around here how often you see. And it's, I was in the notary office in a very small rural town <laughs> right near where we, we are because I'm applying for citizenship for this lovely country at the moment. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And there was a Deus dad in the fucking place. This is just last week. And he, he ticked all the right boxes. He had a pair of kind of Cuban heel boots on, um, a pair of uh, a pair of jeans, a like a lumberjack shirt and a Deus cap. And it's like, you nice. fucking twat. I'm sure he doesn't even surf either. Or, or play music, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. He's a wanker. That's for yeah. sure. Well, I call them Deus bags. Um, <laughs> nice one, nice one. Deus bags. Um, who else um, do there, we hate? There, well, there's also the overhyped upstarts, and and there's a couple of examples. There was there was a band in uh, around the time of oh. Blur and Oasis in uh, in the yeah. '90s. There was this band called Menswear. <laughs> dapper guys and they basically put out it was one of those classic stories where because there was so much um hype around blur and oasis and you know brit pop and all this stuff they basically did a couple of gigs at some place in camden or wherever um dressed in suits and looking pretty pretty uh, trendy and then all of a sudden they had you know 700,000 pound record deals and they were flying off to New York and being produced by, who were they produced by? They were produced by someone really famous. Um, Menswear. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, you know, invariably they fell from, fell from grace. Um, oh, and then, 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 then fucking baby sham. Did you ever have hear of baby sham? Oh, God, no, thankfully not. Well, babe, no, baby shambles was the name baby shambles. Um, who oh. was a guy who, a guy who went out with Kate Moss. Oh yes, and yes. I can't remember what his fucking name was, but again, 
uh, you know, basically um, got hyped beyond belief, um, had a fall from grace and, uh, you know, may well be a lovely guy right now, but at the time they, uh, they, they were the overhyped upstarts that you quite often see. Maybe bloody yeah, wolf, mother, the next wolf, mother, wolf mother and Jet might fall into that category as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, the overhyped... Um next big thing yeah you know, to be called the next big thing is pretty much a kiss of death i think there was a band in australia i've forgotten their name they were supposed to be the next nirvana and they never were even close um i mean silver chair don't get me started how much I hate <laughs> um but there was one, actually this is one other and we're talking about assholes this this is um a uh a group of, of concerned citizens back in the day, which I was going to nominate as a, as a group, they were called the, the PMRC, the Parents Musician Resource something. Yeah. Right. Anyway, basically it was Tipper Gore. Oh, yeah. So it was Al Gore's um, wife. Yeah. Um, but what I loved about them, basically they were, they were horrified about the, the obscene nature of um, what was coming out of, out of the speakers of the local, you know, radios and stereos of the youth well, particularly things like nwa and ice t and um you know there's obviously no no racism in this at all of course no but the the crazy thing is i didn't realize how lame some of the songs were that they um that they railed against there's actually um a list called the filthy 15 um that they they paraded um sort of as the as kind of the epitomized of the um the horror that was being released onto the world and but uh, hilariously they, they there was actually kind of a court hearing um to discuss it and the the three artists they got to um defend or for the, the sort of from the artist's perspective to defend um sort of music's uh freedom to um can you guess who the three were or if you can't oh. I'll, Basically, it was Frank Zappa, <laughs> Frank Zappa, John Denver, and Lee Snyder from Twisted Sister. Oh wow, and, man! No, and, and all of them are actually—if you go back and see the—they're all extremely eloquent. Um, probably none more so than Lee Snyder from Twisted Sister, who was—he uh, was fantastic. I might insert a soundbite because he basically uh turn the whole argument on its head and, and basically said so with tipper gore if you're if you're sort of finding sadomasochism in my lyrics that's your problem not mine um so it's fantastic can i but, can i um add to that there is a um there's a great thing an artist called milo m-y-l-o and he mm -hmm. put out this and we'll have to um i'll find it and we'll have to put it into the um uh, not milo yiannopoulos and um, no, not Milo Yiannopoulos. And Milo has this fantastic song on this album called Destroy Rock and Roll. And it's basically, there's, it's a loop of this guy in Congress in America going over all of these bands that are um, a disgusting influence to the country. And it's, and, um, and it, it's 
things like he says Duran Duran. Upper versions of the third eye through distorted and exaggerated images, perverted movements of the body and break dancing and other forms of dancing. And we especially call for the judgment in this hour and the destroying of rock music directed specifically against children through the videos that were portrayed. And working specifically through these individuals for whom we call forth the judgment of the sacred fire in this hour before the throne of Almighty God. Michael Jackson, Prince, Bruce Springsteen, Tina Turner, David Bowie, Van Halen, Madonna, Huey Lewis in the News, The Cars, Herbie Hancock, Wham, Reggie Jackson, Adam Ant, Banana Rama, Christine McVie, Queen, Jack Cougar, Mellencamp, U2, Siren, Fleetwood Mac, The Allen Parsons Project, Rick Springfield, The Thompson Twins, Missy Persons, Duran Duran, Police, Eurythmics. All right, so let's um, let's wrap this baby up. Um, now you've we've, there's some extra little segments. Uh, I love this one. Uh, the idea of Nietzsche was a kneeboarder. Nietzsche was a kneeboarder. Had to be a kneeboarder, you'd think. <laughs> he, he had to be a kneeboarder. And um, now he obviously has zillions and trillions of uh, very prolific statements, quotes, whatever. I thought this was quite um, quite interesting and relevant to uh, to our little podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. How little it takes to make us happy. The sound of a bagpipe. Were without music, life would be a mistake. The German even imagines uh, God as singing songs. So, uh, what do wow. you reckon about that? I like that. Mm. Um, yeah. How, um, well, and just a little bit of music, even, even, God, heaven forbid, bagpipes can can inspire us and make us a little bit uh, a little bit happier. I shouldn't say that as a an ancestor of uh, of, of the Scots. Yeah. Um, well, um, Dazza B, uh, I'm going to have to get ready and uh, think about the realities of life for a while after um, uh, delving into this lovely world of fuckwits in uh, in surf and music. <laughs> what do you got on for the rest of the day? Uh, I've I've got six hours of teaching, so a lot, wow. a lot of stuff. Wow. So yeah, so um, I better get I better get on with it. But uh, sure, eh? you know, I've wow. had a wave. I've had a good good yarn with you, and um, you know, uh, gonna go and buy some chestnuts because it's uh, roasting chestnut day here today. Oh yeah, happy happy what is it? Um, St. Martin's Day. Martin's Day. Happy St. Yeah. Martin's Day. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Ah. Oh. Oh. Ah. You Africans, please listen to me as Africans, and you non-Africans, listen to me with open mind. Ah. So far, so far, so far, so far, so far, so far for world, now your fault be that. Me I say, now your fault be that. Ah.